Hey, everybody. It's Christian with Onyx. I would like to welcome everybody back to Onyx Test Bench. Um, I am here joined, as always, by Jennifer Upton. Jen, hello. how are you today? I'm doing great today. We've got an excellent topic to talk about today. I agree. This is a fun one. And we have another excellent host on the show today. It is J.D. Upton back again. Ooh. Feels good, and thanks for having me. <laughs> you know, it's our pleasure. So what are we talking about today? Streaming TV. Man, we get so many phone calls about this. Yeah, and what what do people typically call it when they call in or text in or whatever? I think everybody knows it kind of as cord cutting um, is really how it started. But now I'm hearing people say streaming cable. How do I stream cable? Right. Yeah. Don't cut cords. Don't cut the that cords. That is actually going to. It's an audio video nightmare. Cord cutting can be a real challenge. <laughs> Most of us that were kids that were into electronics yes no you can ruin a pair of scissors in a hurry real quick by cutting cords um sometimes blowing them into bits i like that the image is them using scissors so (laughs) getting behind your television be like i'm just done i'm just done don't do it and pulling out a nice pair of uh, kitchen scissors and going at it yes absolutely that's the way to do it so this is the end of the podcast please don't listen to this there should be a disclaimer at the beginning So, uh, cord cutting, Mm -hmm. um, which really is not a great way to describe it because you're really just trading cords out. Yeah. Um, If if you're taking away your cable, you have to have internet, Mm -hmm. you have to have an antenna, or you are reading a book. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, there's there's no (laughs) in between. Like, you have to have something um, to to, to be streaming television. So, um, streaming TV... A year ago, two years ago, mm-hmm. was there, um, like you would see ads for like Sling or, or whoever on mm-hmm. television, um, but it was kind of for early adopters mm-hmm. only. Yeah, still a little quirky. Yeah, they're like what channels were available, yeah. like the, the channel lineup mm-hmm. tended to be a little thin. Mm-hmm. There would be like, even if they had a lot of channels, there'd be very glaring holes in the lineup. Like people were like... Well, I would love to do it, but you have to have the Disney Channel or you have to have ESPN or you have to have HGTV or like there were certain ones. Yeah, it's almost like it was an an additional viewing source rather than a replacement. Mm, sure. Of cable. Mm. And then if you want to throw locals into the mix. Total mess. It was it was a, it was a, it was a train wreck. Yeah. yeah. Like depending what market you're in, it still may not have all of them. If you're not working with Onyx, it can be a little shaky. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm going to oh, I'm going to endorse that uh, that statement. I stand <laughs> behind. What it. I appreciate is none of us are biased here. <laughs> we never claimed to be unbiased. Okay. This is not a journalistic program. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> who are the current players? Like, who would you say right now? Because there are quite a few. Mm-hmm. Who would you say are like top tier viable? If regular person wanted to go out and get streaming TV today, like what what direction are we going to encourage that person? So I, I think the the big players are you've got Direct Now, which is owned by AT and T, and it's Direct TV. So it's a kind of a combo between AT and T and a Direct TV app. Um, you have Hulu, which for the longest time they were kind of on demand, and now they have live television and your sports and locals. Um, you have YouTube TV, which when we normally hear of YouTube, we think of streaming. Uh, our brother's documentary, but instead it's now like locals and what you're used to cable with channels. your cable channels. Mm-hmm. And 
There's a fourth one. I'm just going to say probably the fourth big one is going to be Sling. Oh, thank you, Sling. Yeah, with see, Dish Network. Yeah, so. Yeah. We got that going for us. There are a handful of others. People will get mad at me if I didn't say PlayStation View. You know, Who's some of those. That? Who are um, these people? It is people who own PlayStations, apparently, yes. because nobody else is using it. Uh, they're actually having a really hard time. PlayStation View is having a rough go. I imagine. Um, so, I agree. YouTube TV. Hulu with mm-hmm. live mm-hmm. and direct TV. Now I feel like are, are really the big ones. Yeah. Um, we tend to go with YouTube TV, mm-hmm. like on most of our installs. If it's a, YouTube TV tends to be the one we pick. Yeah. I just find the, the user side of YouTube TV a little bit easier to comprehend. I feel like the learning curve isn't quite so steep mm-hmm. with YouTube TV. The guide still lays out very similar to, you know, what you would be used to with a, a cable box. Um, and it's just got so many great features. I, I find that that's where I gravitate towards. In Oklahoma City, they have NBC, which has been a challenge yeah. uh, for any of the streaming to get. And YouTube kind of learns you, which is nice. So they've really been a major player in the streaming for a while. So they, they give you great picture quality and learn you as you continue to watch their lives. So they'll, they'll find the channels that you're most likely or the show that you're more likely to have watched. Yeah, if you were to say... What is the one company in the world that has the most experience with taking video and like sending it into people's devices and homes and like doing the best job with it? Mm-hmm. It's got to be it's got to be YouTube and Google. Yeah. Like they they've been doing it for by it far for so long. forever. Yeah. And yeah, anyway, so yeah, definitely YouTube TV user interface mm-hmm. channel lineups good. They have one package, mm-hmm. which is really nice. And you think, oh, I want options. Yeah. Well. You do you just want all the options? Do you want to go through all of the channel lineups and be like, okay, I need this one, but I don't need that one. And if I want BBC America, I have to pick this one, but I don't really need, uh, you know, whatever other channel uh, because we never watch sports, so we don't have mm-hmm. to have ESPN. Like, that's yeah. not fun. One package, right. just have all the channels. Well, and I think where our clients kind of where, how they get to that point is they're thinking, okay, I'm, I'm paying this huge price every month to lease these cable boxes. I I want to not do that. I'm going to stream cable. And in their, I think originally in their minds, they're thinking, well, I only actually watch a handful of channels, mm-hmm. which is true. Now, the benefit, though, to streaming is the subscription is such a small amount compared to, you know, leasing three or four cable boxes. And, you know, you do get all of the channels. But what I love about YouTube is you can favorite your channels. Mm-hmm. So then they just bounce to the top and you're not scrolling through 300 different channels that you never watch anyways. Um, so you have them all there if you want them. But for me, you know, I only need, you know, a handful of channels that I watch all the time. And unlimited recording. Unlimited recording. Yeah. I yeah. mean, what are we talking about? That's well, so and if lovely. you set up to record on your Apple TV at home, mm-hmm. and then you have the YouTube TV app on your phone. Yeah. It's on all phone, there. Your iPad. So then, when you travel, you can take it with you. Right. So it's no longer the cable is tied to your home. It's now that now that you're streaming cable, it travels with you. It's kind of like how phone numbers used to be for houses, mm-hmm. and now they're for people. That's a great way of saying that. Yeah, yeah it de- definitely is. A, that's a great analogy. Yeah, it's worked specifically. Um, it's where it, it has worked really well with our um, vacation home installs. So mm-hmm. we have a lot of clients. You know, we do their homes here in Oklahoma City, and then we're doing their vacation homes. And this way, if they already have a subscription with YouTube. Um, to stream their cable, we just carry that right over to the vacation home. And so it really starts to feel like your home away from home works just like your home. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So how would you like, what would you say are the biggest differences between streaming 
and traditional cable or satellite. Mm. Mm. I, honestly, it's where they're going across the board. So eventually it'll be where Cox Cable, DirecTV, Dish Network, all of them will have apps that are they will no longer be making boxes. They will mm-hmm. be streaming on other people's devices. That said, we're still used to channel surfing, and I think a lot of us have got to that point where we scroll through the channels, and that kind of goes away with this because it's mm-hmm. no longer, you don't need the channel station. It's kind of what we were used to with radio. You knew 92.5 was KOMA, and that was a channel associated with a station. Mm-hmm. Now you only are needing to know the station. So when you want to go to ESPN, it's in alphabetical order, and there's no longer numbers. And I think that's a bit of a learning curve. But once you kind of get past that, it's very similar to what you've experienced in the past. Yeah. I would add on to that as well that the a really nice um, difference is it seems like in Oklahoma City a lot of the cable boxes lock up or you know start tiling and you have to reset the boxes all the time. So it really takes out the physical component of having mm-hmm. to reset a piece of equipment. Um, it takes that frustration out. And you know, also here in Oklahoma, we have so you know we just our weather can kind of be crazy. Mm-hmm. And if you've got a satellite on the house, that really interrupts your programming. So I just think that it's it's the new tech that's out, and it's wonderful, and it's just the evolution of cable, and it's where we're going. So um, the answer to this next question is not going to shock anybody who's really familiar with Onyx, but <laughs> what device do we prefer when it comes to streaming TV? Because really, there's a bunch of them out there Mm -hmm. that you could use. You could use your Fire TVs, and you can use your Rokus. You could use a NVIDIA Shield if you are a nerd. and like Chromecast. Yeah, Chromecast. Like (laughs) There's a ton of stuff out there, Mm -hmm. but the Apple TV. Hands down. The the interface is so beautiful. Even if you took away how easy it is to use, it's so beautiful. Can we just talk about the screensavers for a minute? (laughs) It is. So... Screensavers being elevated to an art form. Incredible. That's where we're at. You pair a 4K Apple TV with a nice 4K display, even if it has HD or whatever. Yeah. So beautiful. So beautiful. Yeah. We recently finished a show home here in Oklahoma City, and um, all the TVs were on, and we turned on the Apple TV screensaver, and it just elevates the whole house. You know, it really does start to look like an art form, almost mm-hmm. like a painting that's on the wall. It's better than a painting. It's digital and 4K and just, it's incredible. Yeah. It's, so a lot of them are loops mm-hmm. of either cityscapes or from space mm-hmm. or like deserts or oceans or whatever. Every time it loops through, mm-hmm. I find some little detail, mm-hmm. some yeah. little thing I didn't see before, some yeah. little car that did a funny little thing or some person sitting on a rooftop somewhere <laughs> or something. And like the depth and the clarity and the colors and everything about it is so beautiful. Yeah. It reminds me of Steve Jobs originally understanding how important the font was. Mm. You know, it's those basics that we interact with that you could choose Times New Roman, but finding something else that just pops and stands out to the eye and that's appealing and it's the same thing with screensavers. We just have got so used to it being a laser hitting the corner or hoping that the brand <laughs> name hits the corner. And now we have these screenscapes that truly take you so far in that you almost can be absorbed by that rather than even going to what you were going to watch. Yeah. And with it being on the Apple platform, majority of our clients and most people have an iPhone or an Apple device like that. And when they're interacting with their device, they've learned that interface. They know that in interaction, and it just extends that onto their television. So what they're already familiar with 
is now how they get to their locals, how they get to their TV shows, movies, everything's all into one space. And then it has this beautiful screensaver on top of it. Yeah, the cherry on top. It is. So nice. So there's another device that we like to pair with our Apple TVs. Mm -hmm. And it is called an HD Home Run. Mm -hmm. And you take this and you just put it anywhere on your network and you put an antenna on it. And then there's a there's an app that you put on your Apple TV. It's just called Channels. Mm-hmm. And then all of the locals that most of them you're getting anyway, you know, through yeah. the YouTube TV. But this is a redundancy. Mm-hmm. And if there's any kind of a problem, if there's a service interruption, like you don't have to have Internet, anything at all. And this is going to work. And like it does such a nice job. Mm-hmm. Like it takes that video and it sends it to your Apple TVs, just like wherever your house. Like if you have a TV that is not in a great place for antenna. Yeah. It doesn't matter because your antenna is on the network. It's so nice. It's just a really great backup plan. It's a, a plan B just in case if you don't have internet and you can't get to YouTube TV. Or let's say YouTube TV for some reason locks up or crashes. just gives you a nice backup plan, especially if there's weather that's on the, te- on the television. You, you need some kind of source. This is technology. And at the end of the day, there will be your blips. And being mm-hmm. able to have, especially during a storm, a, a way to get to your locals whether or not your whole neighborhood's down, as long as you have power, we still can get you, you know, your weatherman telling you whether or not you need to be in your shelter or mm-hmm. um, with the mattress in the bathtub. <laughs> Critical information. Very right. important. So uh, I think it's probably time to move on to our privacy tip of the week. Mm. One of my what favorites. Do we have? It is. Well, this week we are talking about account passwords. Oh, yes. And so Let's talk about that. I've got some thoughts. We all do the thing where we have the same password mm-hmm. for things because it's like most things in life. You know, you you have this balance of how much convenience are you really willing to give up mm-hmm. for privacy. Yeah. It's a handoff. Yeah. And so where I've fallen on this issue is if you're talking about things where where privacy isn't a huge deal, if you're talking about like a, a loyalty card to uh, Blockbuster, you know, or <laughs> some some online thing that you had to sign up for that you're never going to log into again. You just had to do it this one time for whatever uh-huh. deal. I have a password for all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a throwaway password. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a junk password. Like I, I mean, you default towards it, though. You know it's going to be that if it's something that you rarely get to and it's not mm-hmm. that important. Yeah, if I have to get back into some uh, photo uh, book-making website that I went to three years ago, I can probably guess that password. Yeah. Right? What a great photo book you did, by the way. And if you haven't How got it already, you it's it? online on Amazon. <laughs> Christian's photo book. You should check it out. It is amazing. Award winning. Wow. Pulitzer. Oh, ooh. Yeah. Ooh. So. Pulitzer. <laughs> but that is not the password I have for my bank. Please Smart. No. That is not no, the password yeah. that I have to get into my iCloud mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, or anything that has to do with anything that has to do with anything that's sensitive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not my password. Those passwords. It's hard. Those should be different. Those should be yes. unique. And um, Apple has got their iCloud keychain mm-hmm. that you can use to kind of save those in one place. Um, I really like this service called LastPass. Oh, I love um, LastPass. We've used that. We've got, uh, I think, an entire uh, Onyx Test Bench episode last season. Oh, we should link that again. On LastPass. Yeah. And it is so great as far as the way it fills your forms in. Uh, the way it remembers things. And now that Apple has really integrated it into Safari. Yes. It is so great. Mm. Can I just plug right here and say, for the ladies, if you're doing online shopping, LastPass is the way to go. Mm. 
I was ordering a couple of things the other day, and it fills in your username and your password. You don't have to think about it, and you're on your way. Ladies, I'm talking to you. And credit cards, you can save credit card information into mm-hmm. if you're having to fill out mm-hmm. a thing. Make sure your passwords are unique for the yeah. things that, that count, mm-hmm. for the things that matter. Use some kind of a manager. We love LastPass. Yeah, we'll link the episode before about LastPass there awesome. as a reminder. And let's talk about credit cards just real fast. If you're going to do a credit card, we actually recommend not doing the autosave on the website and instead using something like LastPass mm-hmm. because now they're not storing your information, but you've made it convenient for you the next time you've been on it. And if they get hacked and all the credit card stuff's been stolen, you're not on that list because yeah. they didn't save you with the check mark at the bottom. Yeah. Right. So our gadget of the week mm-hmm. um, is one that we are pretty proud of here at Onyx because it is it's an Onyx product. Ooh, mm. And it is this fabulous little charger that we've got that has a place for charging your phone. Mm-hmm. It's got a place for charging your Apple Watch. And it's got a place for charging either your Apple TV remote yeah. or your AirPods or whatever, like this third little cradle thing. It's great. It's beautiful. And it keeps all the cords tidy. You know, that's the thing that I struggle with. You have a cord for everything. So on your nightstand, your nightstand starts to look ridiculous mm-hmm. after the end of the day. So mm-hmm. this kind of manages everything. and Yeah, single um, cord plugging into the wall, uh, going to this charger, lovely. and then it just takes care of everything. You know, we've really been – clearly we are Apple fans, but there are those things that we we continue to find that we wish this had this or, mm-hmm. or if this was a little bit nicer or chasing down these cables. And so creating a charger to charge your remote for your television but also your phone and your watch in one space um, that's easy, convenient, and has a beautiful Onyx logo on it. It's, it's a, Yeah. I think the other benefit to that is it gives a home – for the Apple TV remote. Yes. You know, the remotes are so small now, especially if you have little kiddos in the house. It gives it a place to go. So if you're using the remote, when you get done, put it on the charger. That's right. right. Absolutely. So a video that I do want to bring up mm-hmm. in kind of the Onyx Help Videos series mm-hmm. uh, is on how to force close apps on the Apple TV. Oh, I had that question come up the other day. Yeah. So just like on your phone, how mm-hmm. things can sometimes get hung up or get mm-hmm. a little wonky. That can happen on your Apple TV also, mm-hmm. and sometimes if you're watching something like a YouTube TV and it just is having problems, you force close it, come back around to it, it opens it up fresh, mm-hmm. things are working you're again. ready to go. So, yeah, we'll post a link to that on our social Excellent. media. That's great. Just like your phone, every once in a while, if an app is just acting crazy, a quick close out and reopen goes a long way. Yeah. Absolutely. So, J.D., Jen, thank you guys so much for being here. Thanks. Taking Thanks the time for this. For having us. Episode two. That's right. I hope everybody has a great week. Bye-bye. Bye.